0: Okay. Hello, everyone. I'm probably talking to nobody right now, but this is my first ever episode of my uh, podcast. I'm trying to start. This podcast will main focus will be to help guide young men through the trials and tribulations that they go through into formulating their young adult identity. As a young man myself, I've went through many challenges through my short but very eventful life and have accomplished quite a few things. One of them is being a first-gen accepted into a top 20 university here in the States. Another thing is landing a prestigious job on Wall Street, going, doing that while battling family problems, battling racism at at the elite institution and battling a whole lot of things and all the obstacles and trials and tribulations that young men go through, I would like to define myself as a person of extremes. So if I do something, I like to do it to the most extent possible or not do it at all. If I will drink, I will get drunk or I will not drink at all. If I will study, I will study my ass off, or I won't study at all. I apply that principle to my life and everything I do, and either it's to be or not to be. So either if I want to do something, I do it to the highest level possible. Might have sounded a bit redundant, but I'm trying to articulate this point. So the aim of this podcast is really to help young men and uplift them from all the trials and tribulations they gave through as a young man you will constantly be challenged and you will constantly be tested and life is nothing but a mere game with milestones and steps where if you cannot progress to the next stage of life and the next stage of becoming the best version of yourself till you conquer that stage it's the same thing if you keep doing something the wrong way and expect positive results, that just wouldn't work. So here I'm trying to give young men some sense of direction on how to actually pursue life. Uh, disclaimer, like all these views I'm about to give in the podcast are based off science and also based off my own interpretation. You may not agree with my ideals. You might not agree with my philosophy of life. But there is substance to it, obligated to start a platform and to try to really bring my two cents in the world. Okay, so let's get into this. My first episode of my podcast is going to be, Beware These Traps Set for Young Men. So I believe in West, like, let's give some context on that um, title, such an such a vague title. So I believe I live in Western society, and I believe in Western society the most feared demographic is young men. Young men are people who start empires. Young men are the people who start revolutions. Young men are the ones who build infrastructure. They're the ones that that do everything that is leading to today. Was majority built by young men? Young men discover breakthroughs young men start billion-dollar startups Bill Gates was a young man when he started Microsoft Steve Jobs was a young man when he started Apple so just think about that young men have so much power and so much influence that here in Western society because we live in a capitalistic society there has to be winners and there must be losers or the society and the ideology behind it cannot function and for for there to be winners like I said before there must be losers and there's traps set for young men at an early age to make them be halted to halt their progress and let them turn out to be the losers so only a few and finite amount of men can become the winners the ones that do not fall for those traps those traps are disguised in everyday life the disguise everywhere majority of people will not warn you about them because quite frankly if your parent is not a certain individual a certain level of intellect and a certain level of emotional intellect he might himself have fallen for these traps or if you don't have a father figure at all you have no guidance on how not to fall for these traps like at the end of the day if you live in a household with only your mother where your mother is the primary person who raises you She is a woman. So she has not fallen for the same traps that society has set for young men. She goes and she plays by different rules in a different version, a different paradigm of the world we live in. So she will not be able to guide you the same way that a father who is competent and has enough intellect and importantly, a more emotional intellect and understanding of society will be able to guide you. So here, this is well where I will add value. I am trying to bring these to light. These are issues you may agree with, you may not agree with, but let's get discussing. Okay, so this is, this is definitely a hot take. This is definitely controversial, but engaging sexual relationships and long-term relationships with young women. Okay, so right now, let's, let's, let me paint a mental picture for you. You are a young impressionable man with no real solid foundation. You think you're hot shit. All young men think they are hot shit. You are handsome, you are strong, you look the best, you the well, you have a lot of intellectual fluidity. You might not know how to utilize it, but you have a lot of intellectual fluidity. You have a lot of built up testosterone, you have a lot of built up hormones. You think you are the shit. You think you are the man. You think you are ready to conquer the world. The question that arises itself is, in actuality, you lack any real life experience you are unexperienced everything is new to you you lack wisdom so for you to build wisdom and for you to wield intellect you must be alone for this period of time and i'm saying not completely alone like obviously like you're a young man with you with young man needs so of course engage with women but engage with women with caution because in the end of the day you have not formulated your adult identity yet. I'm talking about like once you graduate from high school to like maybe the age of 25, 27, it's different for everybody. But these crucial years are when you're formulating your adult identity that you will carry with you for life. And at the same way I said that you are unexperienced and lack the knowledge and think you're hot shit, the same applies to women in that age category. Women in that age category are also beautiful, they're hormonal, it's their prime mating time. So they're trying to find high status men like you, latch onto them and make them commit, then mold them into the person they want as a long-term partner. You might think it's not as methodical as this, but it is this methodical, and a lot of girls are doing this subconsciously because they're hardwired to do it. And a lot of them are also getting familiar like they're getting stressed and they're getting pressured by their family into finding a boyfriend. So like at this time, why should you avoid it? Like this should be a good thing like yeah you're formulating your young identity and you find a partner that's a woman that's but she's trying to mold you into her ideal partner but her ideal partner is somebody who's already at the finish line is somebody who is successful who's wealthy who's motivated who's ambitious who's a provider who's a caregiver and at the end of the day she for the most part like the person that you're going to date at a young age lacks the actual life experience to be able to mold you into that type of person so she will be also immature and also lack experience and will try to mold you into something she doesn't know how to mold so in the end of the day that just leaves up open the window for random variability and luck you could l- be lucky and meet a girl and grow with her and whatever but th- the probability of that happening is slim to none unless you are of, of the likes of Lionel Messi, or the likes of LeBron James, where you have extreme gifts that no matter what, you will be successful. But for the most part, let's get a reality check here guys, we are not that. We are men who are average or above average and have potential to be great, but our actions will make us great. So that's why when you engage in these long-term relationship with these women who are also immature and lack experience you guys are both immature and you both lack experience and your identity will conflict and let's continue with this when you're young at your peak attractiveness especially you do not want to commit women do not want to commit so you open yourself more to vulnerability you open yourself with negative associations with opposite sex because there's high chance of infidelity, especially in the modern world we live in today with social media and the overload of options that are available, most likely any relationship that you will be in in this period will have some level of infidelity. So if it has some level of infidelity and it might give you a negative connotation and a negative interpretation of what a healthy relationship is. But a healthy relationship requires you to be strong. It requires you to have experience. It requires you to have formulated your identity. Because once you are strong, you have experience and you formulate your identity, you will attract somebody who is a worthy partner. But it's like saying right now that, like an analogy I can pull through is that you can delay gratification. It's either you can go buy a 1999 Honda Civic right now, or you can wait a couple of years, work, save up, and go buy a BMW. It's the same thing. Delayed gratification when it comes to long-term relationships, will result into higher quality women that you date and will also result you into formulating a better sense of identity. Okay, then this helps me segue into the next topic, which is that be very, very careful when you engage in hookup culture and promiscuous activities at a young age. And at the end of the day, you as a young man have are hormonal, have testosterone and wanna procreate. And you might not wanna to commit to the people who you are trying to procreate with. You're just horny, you're a fucking lad, and you just wanna pump one. But the issue is that women are not, for the most part, having intercourse for that reason women are having intercourse to get men to commit to them because it is not ideal for them to be promiscuous. They will get ostracized by society. They will be shamed by their parents. Also, their emotional hardwire is their risk when it comes to intercourse is much higher than your risk because your risk is whatever. You go, you bust a knot, you're done, it's whatever, but her, she has a risk of becoming pregnant. So that risk ultimately leads her to subconsciously want men who she has intercourse with to commit to her. And if you do not want to commit with with a woman, that's perfectly fine. But you must be very transparent. You must put all your cards on the table straight up, or you will by no doubt one day get me to'd. Like I'm telling you right now, you could be perfectly fine you could have had a consensual relationship with a woman, but she might not be the best person and she might wanna punish you for not committing to her because she felt tricked that you engaged in in intercourse with her, giving her the false assumption that you will commit to her and you did it. So you might have had consent. But because she is bothered by the idea that you don't, that you sold her a false proposition that you wanted to commit with her because, through intercourse, she can backlash and me to you, claim false sexual assault. Then once that kind of thing happens, you are fucked. You are fucked. As long as that, if you are extremely wealthy, you might not be fucked. But if you're not extremely wealthy, you're fucked. How are you fucked? Is that we live in a society where we automatically believe the worst. So I'll give you an example. So you look in a newspaper and you see a man convicted of murder, right? It says, man on trial for murder, blah, 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 so-and-so and so-and-so. And it's like on the newspaper or it's on TV, you're gonna automatically assume the person accused is guilty. Cause you just think that way because why else have they been accused that's the same thing for society once you get accused of something of that nature it's very very difficult to prove your innocence because then again the say it's a he said she said situation and we live in a society that gives women breaks that believes that the woman is always the victim and she's and you're the big scary dude that took advantage of her so i'm honestly man from the bottom of my heart, I'm telling you, just allocate that risk. Make sure that you're very transparent. If you want to engage in hookup culture, make sure you lay your cards down very straight and make sure that you have nothing up to question. Because the slightest thing will allow someone, can allow somebody to ruin your fucking life. And once you get tried for something like that best believe it. all those good universities, any university you work to won't want you anymore. Any good employer won't want you anymore. If you have no safety cushion, you're fucked. So I'm telling you right now, if you're gonna commit in hookup culture and promiscuous activities at a young age, make sure that you are 100% blunt, 100% transparent. You might lose some of the mating options that you had that some girls only want to hook up to you if you were willing to commit. But trust me, in the long run, you are way better off. All right. Another another trap set for young men is don't fall in the trap that college will be the best four years of your life. That is absolutely bull fucking shit. Okay. So... Here is in the theory about emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is how we interpret it real life situations that are going on to us, and how we're able to understand how other people interpret it. So once when, when we propagate a proposition that college will be the best four years of your life, then you're going to be an adult, and the rules apply, and you're fucked. No, that's stupid. Because I'll tell you why that's stupid. Because if you believe and buy into that time frame, it will force you to engage in extremely risky behavior. You're gonna to wanna to be going out all the time, getting really, really super drunk all the time, like hooking up and doing promiscuous behavior and messing up all this stuff. And you're not gonna be focused on the main purpose you're there. College is a business transaction. Is it? It is a place that you are paying an absurd premium for an education and a piece of paper that says you were able to complete something so in the end of the day college is a competition it's a business transaction you are paying there to get educated and be able to have an access to the resources to have an access to a possible job so your reason to be in university is for you to grind for you to get good grades and it's for you to segue into a high earning job so you can make money And then, trust me, once you're fucking 22, 23, making six figures or making good amount of money and live in a city like New York City or live in a city like San Francisco or Los Angeles or Miami, whatever floats your boat, once you're that young making serious income in in a major city living on your... Trust me, that is a thousand times better than getting drunk in a frat basement on the Northeast when it's freezing and having to pay five or 10 to get in to, to mess with girls that are whores that have been gotten with a million times. So just think about that. Don't fall into that ideology. Interpret college as a business transaction. Interpret it as a, step, as a step that will elevate your status as a male, as a step that will elevate your life financially and will give you a solid foundation. And trust me, if you go through college with that ideology, you will be more successful than 95% of your peers because 95% of your peers lack the maturity to understand that. They lack the maturity to lock the fuck in and get the most out of college. So if when you do lock the fuck in and then you go to a job interview and you talk to an employer and you sound like a sophisticated young man, you will get any job you want to because you are confident and you are aware of society and you are aware of what college is and what you're using college for. And that awareness is highly valued by employers. All right, another another topic leading to, kind of related to college life is, don't fall into smoking weed and excess trap. Don't become a stoner in college. Well, I went to a very prestigious top 20 university here in the States where we had some of the smartest kids ever. Like these kids were geniuses, like 1590 on their SAT. They coded a startup that makes 10K a month when they were 16. Uh, They are a world swimming champion. They have perfect pitch on our naturally gifted at the viola. I'm telling you, the school had excellence in the arts, had excellence in the mathematics, excellence in the science, and excellence in the liberal arts. Everybody that was at that university was an outlier, and they were extremely gifted. They were gifted and hardworking. Okay, now, how does we this? There was big stoner culture at this university. So there's big stone culture in the aspect that everybody like to smoke weed and get high. I'll be honest, my freshman year at uni, I fell into that trap. But what did I begin to realize? I began to realize that that it was that I in that school we were graded on something called the bell curve. So there must be people who get an A's and there must be people who get F's and there must be people, people in the middle. Like a certain proportion of the class must get an A, a certain proportion of the class must get a B, and a person, a certain person, proportion of the class must get a C, whatever, et cetera. So we were always in constant competition with our classmates because you getting a certain grade on the final wasn't good enough. You had to get a grade that was higher than 80% of the class if you wanted to get an A. So right now, I was engaging in like being a stoner, you know, I just had my first ounce of freedom, I had left home, I was proud of myself, I got into this big fancy school as a first generation American, no handouts, no SAT prep, no nothing. I felt like I was the shit. And how was I gonna celebrate being the shit? I felt like I was gonna celebrate being shit by getting out every single fucking day with my friends that I met there that were also stoners. The issue is that I began to get high. I was, a, I was always a naturally gifted person and hardworking, but I was getting high every day. And I was going to class, and before I would naturally easily get 95, hundreds in my classes, I was beginning to fail. I was beginning to get bad fucking grades. And like this was a competition. I was in an elite university. This is a competition. The people who get the best grades will get job interviews for jobs that pay six figures out of undergrad. I'm talking investment banking, which currently pays you $180,000 out of undergrad. I'm talking jobs like consulting that pay you $130K. And these kids, and the only places, only kids that want to get interviews, or like these places want to interview, or kids with 3.5 GPAs are up. So the top like 10, 20% of the people in the school. The rest, fuck you guys. Like they're getting the B tier whatever jobs that don't pay high at undergrad. So I was noticing myself, I was getting bad fucking grades. And I was like looking to myself, I'm like, yo, like I understand, like I, I understood I was intelligent but I understood everybody else was intelligent. So the competition was different. Like before in high school, I can get away with being a stoner. I can get away with going out all the time because I was competing against people that were like, not to be mean, but we're not on the same level of fluid intelligence as I was. But when we leveled the playing field and everybody was on a similar fluid level of intelligence, all of a sudden I couldn't be a stoner anymore. If I was a stoner, I was gonna be the bottom of the bell curve. And I didn't wanna be the bottom of the bell curve. I wanna be at the top of the of the bell curve. I wanted to become an investment banker. I wanted to work on Wall Street. I wanted to change the trajectory of my life. My family's life. I wanted to change the tra- trajectory of my offspring's lives. I wanted to have a lineage of studs who came, who grew, grew up in this world into a penthouse in Manhattan. And that wasn't going to happen, being a stoner. So I decided and made the pledge to myself to not be a stoner because you, being a stoner just cuts your ambition, it cuts your drive, it makes you lazy. And it makes you slower. And when you're competing against other people who are not smoking on the daily, you will get crushed because they will have more time. They don't waste two, three hours of their day every day being high and take a nap and get munchies and jerk off. They're studying, they're working hard. So at the end of the day, what I want to bring with this point is being a stoner will always slow down your progress because life is a competition. And you will never be able to beat the people who aren't smoking. Because there, Because like I don't care what you think, how intelligent you think you are, how competent you think you are. There is always going to be more intelligent people than you. There's going to be people, especially if you're trying to gun for the top places in society, especially if you're trying to gun for those high paying jobs, you're trying to gun for starting a company, you're, you're trying to gun to be in Congress, to be a senator, to be a judge, to be whatever your heart desires. You're gunning to be president. There will be people as smart as you, smarter than you, that are not smoking. So don't smoke weed in excess, maybe in moderation, once or twice a month, fine. But especially, don't be a stoner. Because that shit will ruin your life. Okay. And also advice for young men in their 20s. I'm going to end this episode off with this last point. The last point is beware of... This relates to the point I made earlier about getting in serious relationships. Beware of getting married in your early 20s. That shit is a fucking trap oh my god now like back to the idea of formulating your adult identity formulating your adult identity is very very important because who you become in your 20s is who you is the man you will be in your 30s is the man you'll be in your 40s you can change but change will be very hard and it will be very slow the majority of change and the majority of values are established at the young age so what does that mean that when you commit to a partner and get married which is the most risky thing a man could do the most thing, risky thing a man can do is get married is because think about this think about this and the scenario is who has everything to lose in the marriage the man who takes all the risk the man if the man gets married and gets divorced the wife takes half his shit 50% He has to pay alimony, he has to pay child support, she gets the house, then she's gonna be fucking some other dude in the house you paid for collecting your fucking money. So the worst financial decision you can get, you can do is get married and divorce. especially at a young age, because when you get married at a young age, you are usually not at the place financially you will be when you're a bit older. So when you're a bit older and you accumulate wealth, then she could just take half your shit, fuck you over, take your house. The court is gonna rule in her favor for the kids. It's gonna rule in her favor what. She's gonna go in there, she's gonna cry. She's gonna be like, I love my kids, I love this. And they're gonna look at you as the big bad wolf that fucked up the marriage and you're gonna get colossally screwed. So the thing is, risk you are taking getting married is huge. Women take none of the risk. That's why women want to get married so badly. They want to get married so badly because they knew once that legal paper is signed and they're married, the risk is off the table for them. Anything that happens, it's your fault. You are the leader are the provider. So before you formulate your adult identity, you have experience and you go around and go out with girls, understand what you want and what you don't want. Don't get married. Because the probability of you getting divorced is significantly higher. There's studies on this. You can look it up. If you get married in your early twenties, the probability of you getting divorced is way higher. Then divorce is the worst thing that can happen for a man. All right. So this is my first time ever doing a podcast. I don't know if this is going to get any listens or not, but I just went on a 30-minute ramble of some of like my beliefs in society and some of the things I think of. Please interact with the podcast, download, share, like, do whatever. Let's see if we can make this thing sustainable. Thank you for listening.